welcome everyone to our brand new quest for the Frozen Flame Adventure Path. My name is Derek Melinda, and we are the Knights of Last Call, joined uh, by my illustrious crew. Uh, we've got Bob, who is playing Droga. Oh, yeah. We've got Smith, who you know from our Patreon. You know him from some of our other videos on product reviews. And of course, you remember him as our producer, the shepherd of the Wheel of Pain in our Rise of the Rune Lords Adventure Path. Welcome, Smith. No one ever talks about the Wheel of Destiny. It's always the Wheel of Pain. That's that's true. That's true. Um, next, we have Tim. Tim is returning, but uh, no wizard for Tim this time. Tim is playing Breck, a fighter. Welcome, Tim. How's it going? Happy to be back. Uh, and last but not least, we've got another new face, uh, Kaz, who is a longtime friend of the show, a a, uh, a veteran of many of our campaigns. Uh, but this is our his first time being uh, with us, uh, aside from our episode zero, if you caught that. Um, welcome, Kaz, who is playing Thrawn, the Barbarian. Ready for the metric that mash, sounds, everyone. That's right. That sounds like, like an 80s cartoon show. The Adventures of Thrawn the Barbarian. Thrawn the Barbarian. Yeah. And his and magical trick match. And his magic. <laughs> Um, so before we got started today, we had a little poll in the chat about, uh, uh based on build alone, uh, what is uh, your favorite, uh, 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 build so far for everybody. And we looks like we've got a final result, uh, with a clear victory. 40% of you said that, uh, Joran the cleric, uh, was everyone's favorite. Although I must point out that, uh, everyone was really close to 25%. So it was fairly even, but, um, fighter, ranger, barbarian, all coming in beneath, the much, much maligned war priest. <laughs> they know that Aaron was playing the cleric because that might have swayed their votes. <laughs> they probably would have voted less. It this is, character is literally not viable past. It, it, that is true. This is this is the this is the perfect moment uh, for the. This is the perfect moment for the war priest to shrine because, of course, um, uh, and you'll have to indulge us. I mean, again, I know this is an AP, but look, it's the five of us. We're going to be playing Pathfinder 2. And if you come and you were to sit at one of our tables where we talk a lot of game talk, we talk a lot of mechanics talk and all that other stuff. Um, I got to step away, guys. The fire alarm in my apartment building. Oh, I can off. hear it. Hear it. <laughs> I'll All right. be back as soon as Rain I can. Enjoy my <laughs> chair in the snowy mountainside. Campaign's over. Thanks for watching. Uh, sorry. Tim, uh, Tim, good luck. Uh, yeah, wait, wait, I'll let you know if I don't burn down. Well, we will we'll know. Catch on be, fire. Uh, yeah, you know. We'll watch it. Yeah. Uh, you're you're going to have a live stream straight to it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. If we lose if we lose, if we we lose, lose feed for him, you'll see like the, the fire start to build up and it crackles. Um. All so right, off to a great start. Yeah. yeah. Also, I want to say a quick thank you to Damien and a really big uh, quick thank you to uh, to Donnie for the for the generous super chats and tips. One of the things that we're going to be doing in this campaign uh, is spending a little less time looking at the chat. Uh, we're going to be focused more on playing. Um, and uh, so if we do, we're going to take some breaks here and there and we'll get some opportunities. So we will eventually go back and uh, and check out your uh your super chats, your tips, and make sure we give you a cool shout out. Uh, but of course, whoever uh, you know is is giving the, uh, uh, the 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 bonuses, the tips. Uh, your names will be right below me, and and so you'll be able to see that. But um, yeah, the frozen flame definitely taking that uh, much more seriously than one would think. Uh, <laughs> we are all in. We are all in on that. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. Houses down, so yeah, that's pretty crazy for sure. Um, all right, well. 
So let's before we get into it, uh, we've kind of, you know, we, we had our episode zero, uh, but why don't we kind of go around the horn real quick? And what we'll do is we will start with sort of a uh, an overview. And then I'm going to ask uh, Bob Smith, Kaz, and then Tim, if his apartment isn't on fire, um, to kind of just quickly kind of walk through your, their characters. And by the way, if you are interested in taking a look at their characters, um, there is a link in the doobly-doo below uh, with a link to a Google Drive, which will have a copy of each of the character sheets um, as they go through the, the levels of the, uh, of the adventure path. So what are we playing? Well, we're playing Quest for the Frozen Flame, which is a recent uh, adventure path released by Paizo and in keeping with some of their new... Uh, tactics. Uh, this adventure path is designed for the first half of Pathfinder, a little bit more low level, a little bit more um, uh, low powered. And so it's designed only three adventures to go at levels one through 10, which is, by the way, perfect for a streaming show like this. Um, but what about it is that's so special? Why did I pick this one? Well, the main reason I picked it is because of where it's set. It is set in the realm of the Mammoth Lords. And if you're not familiar with the realm of the Mammoth Lords, it is a frozen Arctic wasteland that has sort of these strange hidden properties that allow um, magically almost or, or supernaturally uh, that allow ancient creatures that we would basically call, uh, you know, megafauna. So things like woolly mammoths, saber toothed tigers, even dinosaurs to thrive, oh, yeah. to thrive in this very isolated and very, very hidden land. And the people uh, sort of the, the primitive ethnicity that sort of has occupied Golarian for many, many, many millennia, the Kelid people um, range all over the north of Avistan. But in this particular place of Avistan, sandwiched between uh, Irisin and the and the, the witches uh, that dwell there, rule there, and the world wound, which used to, of course, be a, a, an ongoing campaign 100 years long against the demons, Sandwich in between them is this sort of mythical, forgotten kind of land that time forgot. And the people that dwell there, while they are intelligent and they are honorable and they are proud, uh, they are primitive people. They follow a nomadic lifestyle. They do not have the same access to uh, technology, metal, um, uh, production quality of goods. They don't even necessarily live in homes. They they roam with the, the massive mammoth herds that are sort of the, the mainstay of their of their groups. And uh, they form these sort of super clans called followings, which follow the migratory routes of the mammoths throughout the land of, of the realm of the mammoth lords. And to become a mammoth lord is basically to be a, a king or queen among men, uh, to, to show dominance over one of these megafauna, to be a, you know, in Dune terms, it's like to ride a sandworm, right? Like uh, once then, then you are, then you are truly uh, a leader among men and same things here, true here. So to become a, a kind of a, a leader is to become a mammoth Lord is to sort of, to ride one of these magnificent mammoths or other huge megafauna or to otherwise sort of um, uh, dominate one and, and, and make it your, make it yours. Um, dominate and, and ride it. Got it. Yes. Dominate it and ride it. And so, yeah. And so into this realm, well, uh, kind of is where we begin to set our tale. And uh, for many, many millennia, the people of the realm of Mammoth Lords, these many, many followings have for many, many years followed the same paths and uh, lived out their lives. But over the last several generations, um, spring has begun to come later each year. Winter comes sooner. The, the land that uh, had this sort of magical sustaining life force has begun to to ebb away. 
And uh, slowly but surely, uh, famine and uh, disease, death has begun meeting and, and reaching into the lives of the Kelid people who already lived a pretty tenuous and tough life. And that brings us to the a very small following, only six dozen or seven dozen people, less than 100 people, much smaller than some of the great followings, which have over a thousand. Uh, and this very small uh, group is known as the Broken Tusks. And we are going to follow the adventures of the Broken Tusks and see what in this sort of tumultuous time, if the Broken Tusks will be able to thrive and perhaps build a new and better future for themselves, or will they be swept away and swept aside by the well, by the by the nasty nefarious events that are about to take place? And shepherding and guiding wow. them through all of this are going to be our four player characters. Hopefully, assuming they don't die. Um, or Tim's Tim's apartment's on fire. Or Tim's apartment actually die. I don't know. Uh, um, you know, you couldn't you couldn't have planned it better than that. Uh, <laughs> and so, anyways, and so yes, and so we are. Uh, we are going to be playing four members of the Broken Tusk following, uh, and uh, three of whom are Kelids, natives of this land, and one uh, who is an outsider, um, a relative uh, uh, stranger in a strange land, uh, but who has found a place amongst these people. So, Bob, why don't we start with you? Why don't you talk about Droga? Why don't you talk a little bit about what your final uh, character or mechanics are regarding him, but also to what you think about him and give the people at home an idea of who Droga is. Yeah. Uh, so people that watched session zero uh, knew that I wanted to go Ranger, uh, but maybe they didn't know what my archetype was going to be. And we were going back and forth. I ended up selling on Beastmaster uh, for the archetype. And uh, I went with a bear companion named Hunter. Uh, so my idea is that I'm this, uh, this young kid who sort of has been learning from his, you know, and maybe more immediate family to help out with the following, but really hasn't gone on his own yet. And now he's young, but it's it's time to prove himself, prove his worth. You know, he's very eager to go out and with his animal uh, friend here to hunt, to scout, to forage, and do anything he can to help uh, the following in general. Uh, he does um, does um, does want to um, stick to the old ways. He's not really big into uh, new customs, but he was raised pretty conservative by his family. Uh, but, uh, you know, he has a way of hunting that's a little more delicate than say some other members in the party. And, uh, uh, other than that, he is again, a ranger. So I went with the flurry ranger. I'm used to going precision ranger. Uh, I want to try some differentness. So I'm kind of pew pew in this, uh, the session, just give me slinging this, uh, longbow. And then if I need to get in there with a couple hatchets, you know, I'll, I'll do what I have to do. Uh, but maybe uh, I, I'm trying something new. I, I've never played with an animal companion. I had a, a lot of fun watching uh, our old uh, our old cast do that. So I'm really excited to, to do that myself. Awesome. Well, welcome, welcome, Droga. We will see if you can uh, if you can meet meet the medal. Uh, I mean, obviously, you got big shoes to fill in uh, Asia Strong Forge. Uh, oh yeah. But uh, you know, we'll 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 see if uh, we'll see if you can create yeah. as memorable. Of a Not character. charging into battle is going to be my hardest. <laughs> Uh, thing. <laughs> All right. Well, next is Mr. Aaron Smith. Uh, yes, by the way, just don't get confused about that. Two, two members of our cast are only basically called by their last name. So um, <laughs> if, we, if we hear say Aaron or Smith, it means the same person. Um, also known as William Brandis from the chat, if you're a, a longtime listener of the, uh, of the show, uh, is, uh, is playing Joran, 
the Mendevian cleric. So Smith, why don't you talk about Joran, talk about the build and talk about your, your sort of thoughts uh, of and a little bit of the background of, of where Joran is as this campaign starts off. Sure. So Joran is uh, a little bit different than uh, uh, Droga and actually most of the group as he's, uh, he's a little bit past his prime, uh, starting his journey in his 60s. He is a former crusader of Iomade, uh, not even from the Fifth Crusade in Menda, but from the Fourth Crusade against the Storm King. That was a very troubling time for him, and troubling things occurred, and he left quite dishonorably uh, the service of his deity and the service of his country to seek a simpler life. So somewhat over two decades ago, he came and found the broken tusk and joined him himself being a broken man. Joran is a war priest, a human cleric. Uh, his archetype is Bastion, which gives him some additional use of his shields. So in combat, he's using uh, not his uh, favored weapon, of course, as metal is rare here. And even if he uh, had uh, such a weapon, it would probably long ago have been lost. But uh, is using spears and wooden shields. Now, his alignment, his breach of faith caused him to lose access to his former deity's power. And what surprised him perhaps the most when he came here was a spirit of warmth and a spirit of forgiveness that offered him a chance at redemption. And so now he is a follower of Sister Cinder, who is known in other parts of the world as the Dawnflower or Serenay. And that is now his patron deity. Very cool. So Very cool. His job is going to be to run up, get in a fight with everyone else who's running up and getting into the fight <laughs> and uh, cast lots of magic weapons, blesses right. and afterwards because no one has a healer's kit. And he's going to spam uh, uh, heals. And that's <laughs> that's going to be it for about 10 levels. Yeah, ho- hopefully, hopefully you guys get enough uh, virtual coin um, because that, that's that's another thing I should mention here. Um, we are using uh, I need to put that actually in the doobly doo. Um, I that's one of the Doobly-doo. yeah, the, I, I included the th- two house rules that we're using, but we're actually using a third house rule, which is automatic bonus progression. So um, everybody is going to automatically have their magical or their weapons become magical at certain levels. Two and four uh, are the big, important ones. Um, but, um, you know, these are this is a primitive land there aren't towns and magical items shops and uh gold silver has very little value to these people um and uh, you know in all of the realm of the mammoth lords there's really only sort of one what you would call a city right with like walls and permanent as buildings um and it's kind of a you know if you it's kind of like um Bryn Shander if you've read the crystal shard it's kind of like uh uh Hard home, if you've uh, seen uh, Game of Thrones, right? Or uh, it's like uh, Vase Dothrak, also from Game of Thrones, right? It's it's this sort of it's one, like yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like one city where uh, it's very much like Vase Dothrak, um, where uh, the the people uh, can sort of meet. But you know, it's it is a yeah, land, it is a land yeah. of of weak Southerners and and you know people <laughs> who who you cannot you know who have to you know who actually have to promise things and you know whereas in the you know in the north it's like well I said it so. It's done, you know, like <laughs> that type of thing. Um, all right. So uh, moving on from Joran, we get to a, a true man of the north, Thrawn, the barbarian. So, Kaz, why don't you talk about Thrawn, uh, how you built him and uh, kind of some of your thoughts about how Thrawn is, is built? 
Um, yeah. So uh, interestingly, my very first barbarian ever uh, playing any D and D game, um, and the build really came about in in session zero, where after uh, maybe a bit of memeing, um, we came across the idea of being this wrestler type, a uh, little bit of Boy Scouts action going on. So Thrawn from uh, from the house, you know, has always looked up to grandfather Iwa as like the paragon of what being a broken tusk should be. So he's got this ideal in his mind that like, you know, you rely on yourself, you rely on your house to really see things through. And it's the strength of your own arms, not necessarily through some witchcraft or anything like that, that really wants to bring him forward. So as this barbarian, uh, you know, he's taken a bit sometimes when he looks at maybe some outsiders, he gets a little bit irritated because it's like, wait, who are these outsiders to, to question our traditions and try to change us as a people of who we are. We've always done things this way. This is how we've been successful. Uh, And that rage builds up inside of him. Um, And the Yeti spirit animal that I have uh, ape, but the Yeti spirit animal that I have, um, allows me, you know, that it takes over my inner self. And I, I just get in there and I'm, I'm grabbing and just my bare, very barehanded uh, approach to every situation, very straightforward uh, is the way that Thrawn wants to everything to do. Right. Uh, Picano, if I'm pronouncing that name correctly, sorry. Yeah. Picano. Uh, also um, right from our house. Uh, this guy, you know, we're a bit friendly. Um, there's been that friendly competition. They're the heir apparent, but I'm sort of the Boy Scout. I've always done things the right way. So why not me? Right? Like, come on, I'm here too. Um, and, you know, I've always maybe been looked over a little bit by, by the, by the families. And I'm, there's a little bit of that jealousy that's built up inside of me. So um, there will be, I think, a bit of that natural attention where I'm going to want to, you know, I see the cleric running in, I'm going to run in a little faster. I see him hit someone. I'm going to hit him a little harder. Like that's what it's going to look like. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Right. Although it is cool. I I have a question. Yeah, please. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Mr. DM, do do we have a Yeti clock? Um, So not yet because right now uh, the, the tumultuous events, which are about to occur, uh, haven't occurred yet. Um, And then, and then once once he is presented with sort of a uh, sort of a new reality, a new future, um, uh, we are going to kind of explore some on, you know, again, we have a list of home rules. I can't promise you that they won't grow. Um, but uh, one of the things that we want to possibly uh, have fun with is this idea that we kind of came up with this extemporaneously. We kind of just were spitballing ideas during our session zero that. Um, uh Oh, uh, something, something happened. What happened? Uh, Kaz, Kaz moved. Tim, I moved. Looks like uh, Tim's computer flickered. It flickered and then he moved up a spot. Yeah, I think what happened is that Tim's computer must have gone to sleep. There we go. <laughs> or caught fire. <laughs> yeah, I was like, or fire for sure. <laughs> <laughs> <Or burned out. laughs> uh, by the way, we did we did have a uh, we did have a, a poll in this. We did have a poll in the chat. Uh, will Tim's apartment burn down? Fifty five percent say yes. Um, <laughs> New shackle. Buy Tim a new place to live. Yeah, yeah. yeah that that I'm I'm seeing if I have any updates from him. Uh, I haven't seen anything yet. You may have had to evacuate if it was I, like the uh, main building alarm. I I would assume he had to evacuate. 
<laughs> yes. Oh, let it let it free. The spring. <sighs> the spring. Well, you know, it's been a it's been a it's been a hard day's hunt. Um, so unfortunately, uh, uh, Tim uh, is uh, Breck is uh, had a fire alarm, and you know what? It, this is this is what. This is F- a good question in the chat. Uh, uh, um, F, it, Derek. F it will do F it will do it live. Um, yeah. From Casey Roberts uh, from the Patreon. He wanted to know, is there a narrative flavor that you're using behind the, behind the ABP? Um, yes and no. Um, so one of the, one of the things that I think is going to be really important is that these characters are very inside and KC kind of hit on it here too, um, which is the idea that, you know, these, these are people who are very much um, in tune with the spiritual side of the campaign. Oh, and, he's back. Oh, <laughs> chat was wrong. Ah. The apartment did not burn down. I yet live. False <laughs> alarm. Yeah, well, something. I don't know. They had the fire department came, turned it off. So was it your apartment or was it the entire apartment? It was the building. Yeah, the building. Yeah. Um, so not, not as many people as you would think take it seriously. <laughs> yeah. All right. They love it. like the people with kids moving. did though. So <laughs> you you love to hear it. Um. So, uh, yes. So as these characters, uh, sort of undertake their quest and they are going to be, um, you know, exposed, basically, uh, delving into the, the history, the legacy, the mysteries of this land. Um, you know, we could think of it as that, uh, whether it is the spirits of the land of the waters of the skies, or it could be the sort of the, the spirits and the ghosts of their ancestors. Um, they are going to find that they have, this sort of renewed spiritual potency. And that is going to reflect in the fact that their armor weapons are going to sort of automatically be um, augmented instead of having to track down and buy magical items. That being said, there, uh, you know, there will be an opportunity for the characters to maybe find uh, unique items that are, you know, appropriate for the uh, campaign, but these are going to be more, um, you know, rare finds, not something they're going to be just buying uh, with gold at, at the magic item shop. What about uh, potion of elixirs? Yeah, well, that <laughs> very, very nice, Bob. Nice. Uh, yes, uh, we are working on uh, some nice of last call, uh, nice of last call merch line. Well, uh, that's a very nice shirt, Bob. Uh, <laughs> so Tim, yeah, not actually bad timing. Um, we just actually finished up with Kaz right before you got back. So Breck, nice. uh, Tim is playing Breck, a, a Kellid fighter. So Tim, why don't you kind of talk a little bit about your your character build? And let's also talk a little bit about how you see your character in the Broken Tusks, a little bit about their background and, and how they kind of fit into the uh, into the into the into the party and into the into the clan. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, so Breck, you know, grew up in Otter House uh, and he's always just been a, you know, outgoing, charismatic, excited dude, just happy about life, sees the best in everything and, you know, wants wants to move forward with stuff. So he's. You know, he's brought in, you know, some uh, so many members of the Broken Tusk and he loves his life here. And he's just ever since he was young, he's grown into this just hulking beast of a man that no one expects to be quite so, you know, nice and charming when they speak to him. Because uh, if you just see him walk up to you, he looks horrible, horrifying. Uh, just because he's so giant. big. And, <laughs> right. The gentle giant. Um, but yeah, so he's, you know, he's definitely going to be a driving force and let's do it. Anything for the Tusk. You know, I love you guys like, you know, all for one, one for all. <laughs> Let's do it. So, you know, that's very much is uh, going to be his energy. Yeah. And for now, sure. to, you know, for the, to the build, uh, you know, I went with the, you know, less defensive weapon fighter. Um, so, you know, we've got the double slice build in, um, 
know, he was previously a broken tusk recruiter background. So he's got the good, you know, charisma base. Um, right. Your free, your free archetype is barred. And my free archetype is barred, uh, you know, leaning more on the, you know, verbal storytelling and, you know, huzzah type inspiration and not so much right. on the spells though. You know, I do have a couple cantrips, but right. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know, as you'll see perfect, perfect, uh, purposely only verbal. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. like uh very much a, um, uh, sort of a scald, a, a song speaker yep. is what they're called amongst the, uh, the Kellid pe- peoples of the realm, right? These sort of people yeah. who they don't have written language. Um, right, just like they, the leader, they don't of have the books. So ev- everything that they, yeah, uh, everything that they do is sort of passed down through word and through song. Um, and so the oral power uh, of, of, of music, of, of song, of, of speech is very important to these people. So, uh, you know, when you think Tim as a bard, think of him more as sort of a, of a scald, a, a warrior poet, right? Um, mm-hmm. who, who, so if so- we like piss him off, like he's gonna tell bad stories about us to the oh, rest yes. of the clan. Oh, <laughs> long, yeah. Long, yeah. Long will the stories of Droga, the the not so well endowed, uh, Droga the three bowed. Yeah, three bowed. Can we, can we, all right, before, so before, before we get it, uh, Aaron, you're still muted. The um, loose stringed Droga. <laughs> Um, but before we, uh, before we get into it, uh, Bob, you want to tell us the story of, uh, of, of your two bows? Um, I guess, I mean, it, it, I don't know if it's really a story, but, uh, I was talking to people on chat about building this, uh, this ranger, uh, and the Patreon. And, um, I don't know, I, they're mentioning like, yeah, you got your long bow and you got your short bow. And I was, I knew I couldn't use a crossbow. So I'm like, Hey, I'll be this dual bow ranger. It sounds ridiculous. And so, uh, I just kept going with it. No one was really stopping me. And, uh, and then we got, to, we got to actually like build the uh, PDS for everybody. And Derek was like, am I just, am I like misreading something? I'm like, why do you have two bows? And I'm like, why not have two bows? <laughs> and, uh, little did he know we, I already, I already started ordering the artwork and like my, my sketch artwork came back with two bows. <laughs> well, the best part is the best part is the the artist clearly had no idea how to draw this. So he has he draws this person with the, with the bow and he's you know pulling back the other you know with the bow and then he's got like a short bow hanging off of his elbow. It's just like in his elbow. Yeah, it's just like it's just crazy. Um, and it was it was very hilarious. It's definitely a piece of uh, of of Knights of Last Call lore for sure. Oh so, yeah. I should yeah. probably post that artwork actually to the channel because I still do have it. It's pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you want to take a look at that uh, incredible, amazing, bad artwork, uh, you know, make sure you're a member of our Patreon. Um, I know a lot of you already are. So thank you and welcome. Um, uh, we've got a couple different ways if you want to support the Knights. We've got super chats. We've got tips from stream elements. It takes a little extra step to give us a tip through stream element, but it helps fill the bar up. Um, and that's cool because um, uh that uh, that we get a bigger percentage of our stream elements tips. So super chats are welcome. Tips are, are appreciated. Uh, but also, if you want to be a long term supporter, you want to get into like the night lifestyle, uh, one might call it the night life. Uh, you can go ahead and check out our discord through our Patreon. We have a lot of other options through our Patreon as well. Uh, we have three dollar, five dollar, ten and twenty five dollar levels. Three dollars will get you into the discord. Um, it'll get you, um, um, you know, talking with us and have your conversations. But five dollars will get you access to all of our bonus content. It'll get you into our northern reaches game. It'll get you into everything. Our um, our monthly exclusive live stream Q&A um, and all that jazz. And if you want to be really, really sick, you can 
become a supporter of this YouTube channel and join. There's a button below that says join and you will become an adventurer. And that will give you mammoth emojis and that will give you <laughs> that'll give you the ability to use custom emotes as well as show your loyalty badge. So I'm just going to take a quick break here to kind of go through uh uh, some of the tips that we've gotten in. Um, I mentioned before, Damien and Donnie both left tips in super chats. Thank you, Donnie and Damien. Rivo tipped $10 and want to see, he wants to see Thrawn Bubba Clubba and Yeti smash everything in sight. Uh, Bill Muscle sent a $10 super chat. Busal can't watch tonight, but I just want to say congrats on your new campaign. Thank you, Bill. Uh, and lastly, we just got a tip in from Mr. Ben A himself, Ben Asaro. Um, ben is a, uh, one of our uh, top moderators, and he is the level one. He is ranked number one. He is higher level on our uh, Discord than me. Um, and uh, uh, he is. Uh, he says bone chance with the AP. Um, all right. Uh, Aaron is having an audio problem, and so he needs to restart Zoom. So uh, it may screw everything up, but we'll see him in a few seconds. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, that resolves everything. Boy, what, what can go wrong is going wrong, but that's all right. Perfect um, law there. Murphy's Law. So don't be surprised if the cameras get a little bit messed up because that's the way Zoom is. Ah, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, You'll you love to see it. Don't worry. He'll be back. We'll fix it. So I'm not going to fix this because it'll just be hopefully a few moments. Um, but uh, yeah. So while we are here, uh, just want to say welcome. Oh, look, he's back already. And now we just got to swap him around. All right, Aaron, can we can we hear you? Oh, he's muted right now. All right. I, I was going to waste some time, but I didn't even have to do it. Hear me? Yes, oh, yeah. we can hear you. Okay. All right. And everybody's back in the right spots. Microphone. So I don't, it's no longer detecting my other microphone. All right. Well, you can see okay. that our tip goal is improved sound quality with new mics and panels for our, for our crew. This is a good mic. I don't, whatever, man. <laughs> when this one goes out, I'll, I'll get a third one. Um, and so, yeah, we'll do it. So uh, Ooh, I'm in the DM spot. Yeah. Um, what do you All mean? Right, Cass, what happens? What do we do? <laughs> there we go. Um, okay, so <clears throat> let us let us begin. Is everybody ready? Any any last minute questions? Any any thoughts or things? No. Okay. Are we, we are playing Pathfinder two, um, and again, it's in the doobly doo below. It's in the doobly doo below. Uh, but uh, um, but uh, we. Uh, we, I want to quickly, just quickly go over two things here. Um, one is we are using, uh, if you're Derek, hero points are famous throughout the internet uh, for being uh, uh, very overpowered. And uh, we, uh, we definitely uh, uh, want to um, uh, continue uh, to get away from the horrible hero point system of Pathfinder 2. But my original hero point system for Rise of the Rune Lord was very appropriate for that sort of super over-the-top action hero-y kind of style of adventure that we were doing there. Not so appropriate for this little bit more toned-down adventure. So in this campaign, hero points are going to work very similar to Pathfinder 2 hero points. You're going to get to re-roll. It's not an automatic success like it was before. And you can't use them against en – uh, you can't have enemies lower their saves or anything like that. But because re-rolling and then getting stuck with a lower roll sucks – we are going to be using the Mutants and Masterminds uh, from Green Ronin's D20 Hero Point rule, which allows you to re-roll. But on that re-roll, if you roll between a 1 and a 10, you add 10 to the result. Functionally, this means it's like you're rolling D10 plus 10. Um, but basically, you can't roll lower than an 11. So on the re-roll, you're guaranteed an 11. Um, so you have a 10% chance of 11, 10% chance of 12, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So 
Um, that is that is that rule. And and if for some reason you still roll lower, you can take the higher result. You're not you'll never be forced to take the lower result. So hero points will always uh, they can never hurt you. They can only help you. So that's rule number one. And the second rule that we are doing um, is we've changed the aid rules around a little bit um, in this game. Um, there is an action that you can take on your turn and it is called prepare. It's one action, um, similar to ready, which is two actions. Prepare by spending one action lets you in the next turn at some point during someone's turn, when you see an opportunity to help out, you can jump in and say, I'm aiding them. And you can use your reaction to aid and you'll describe for us how you're aiding. It has to make sense inside the fictional narrative of our world. And then you will grant them a plus one, plus two, or plus three circumstance bonus, depending on how you help them and whether that skill or attack is trained, expert, or master. So for uh, if you're expert, you'll be granting a plus two circumstance bonus. If you're a master, you're gonna be granting a plus three circumstance bonus. Uh, but there's no die roll. There's no chance to crit fail or crit succeed or whatever. It's just a plus one or a plus two. Uh, or, and then at the end of the game, when they get to master, plus three. Technically, legendary is plus four, but no one's going to get to legendary in this campaign, so we don't have to worry about it. Okay, so that is that. So let's get started, shall we? All right, we are set three days before the night of the green moon, the first full moon of spring, when officially the uh, Seasons are recognized as changing over from winter to spring. And the night of the green moon is a special one as it showcases a renewal of the promise made to Sister Sin by Sister Cinder to her people that uh, life will return to the valleys and the plains of the realm of the Mammoth Lords. And as such, special preparations are being made. Grandfather Iwa, the eldest and most uh, senior of the Mammoth Lords of the Broken Tusks request was very clear. Bring down, hunt and bring back, rather, a worthy kill for the Knight of the Green Moon. Not only to sustain the members of your following with meat and to bring back a hide and antlers that could be used to make everything from clothing to shelters to medicine, but also as a way to honor the promise of this land. And that by killing a noble beast, you will in fact be taking part in the great cycle of life, which has defined your people for generations and generations and generations, going back thousands of years into the very age of darkness, when Sister Cinder first led your great, 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 great ancestors out from the caves and caverns where they dwelled into this promised land. You are joined by your the expert scout, the lead scout of the following, whose name is Whippa. Now, Whippa is a uh, a very formidable and potent scout, and the role of scout is very important in the following. There are many people within your uh, clan who tend to the children, to the cooking, to the fires, to the mending and making of clothes. There are those who herd and, and work with the animals, but it is the scout's role to be the eyes and the ears of the following, to be quick and nimble, to go where the following cannot, where a massive herd of mammoths and 80 or 90 people and children and baggage and tents um, cannot react to dangers. The scouts of the following can. 
Now, in some followings, numbering in the hundreds or thousands of members, there might be as many as a dozen bands of scouts all moving around the following, moving at much faster speeds than they can in their nomadic migratory route around the realm. But not the Broken Tusks. The Broken Tusks are a small following, following a great schism that occurred almost 100 years ago, where they broke away from their parent following to form their own destiny. As such, the following has only ever had one scouting party. So to be a scout for the Broken Tusks is to be the only scout for the Broken Tusks. Whippa is nearing uh, 50s, 50 years of age uh, into her late 40s, well into her middle age. However, um, she is pregnant, very pregnant with child, probably no more than a week or so away. And she has been spending the last uh, year or so training you all to become new scouts. That is everyone except for Joran. Um, Whippa, husband, recently died no more than a month ago, killed on a hunting trip against a group of aurochs, which trampled him to death. He was uh, unfortunately uh, one of the other scouts for the group, and a third scout was trampled and killed by a moose known as the Scarred One. And so over the last two seasons or so, um, yeah, the, <laughs> the scouts have uh, sort of been depleted. And so the decision was made to choose several promising members within the following, Droga, Breck, and Thrawn, young, strong, capable members of the following to be indoctrinated into the way of the scout. Joran, who's been with the following for some 20 years, despite his age, upon the death of Wippa's husband, uh, found himself accompanying, accompanying the pregnant woman on these travels as one of the most well-versed medicine and healers in the group, uh, as well as a cleric. Um, the elders and perhaps Joran felt that it was wise that someone who is so trained in the ways of healing, not to mention in a sort of protective sense, would accompany Wippa uh, just in case anything should happen to her in her uh, advanced state of maternity. You are joined by this gentleman who is Pacano, or Pacano, I should say. Uh, Pacano is a uh, uh, young upstart, about the same age as Droga, Breck, and Thrawn in his uh, mid-20s. And he is the great-grandson of Grandfather Iwa and the heir apparent to leadership of the Falcon House, uh, which is one of the four houses which makes up the Broken Tusk. He is a uh, arrogant and cocky youth, but he is a very skilled and, and uh, hunter and a very, very, very skilled fighter. So, um, yeah. Um, Grandfather Iowa had given you command as sort of a test of your new scouting abilities. It is traditional that a great hunt take place before the night of the green moon and always a traditionalist, despite the fact that so many of the, of the followings scouts have been killed. Uh, Grandfather Iowa nonetheless entrusted you with this task, stating that Whippa says that you are some of the most capable young scouts that the following has ever seen. So, with the expert aid of Head Scout Whippa, tracking down the beast 
was fairly easy with her expert abilities honed over many, many, many years of the traveling and tracking these lands. Pacano, your fellow scout in training, all but whooped with excitement for the hunt, for you would be traveling and journeying to fight against a great and powerful bull moose known as the Scarred One, for not one, but two hunting parties have suffered casualties in an attempt to bring down this mighty beast. Only one was successful, and that was with a spear cut to the eye, which blinded the beast uh, in one eye. Now the beast stands as both a testament to the power of nature, but also as sort of a, a test or a challenge, a rite of passage for the young scouts. And perhaps it is because of the loss of her husband. Perhaps it is because of the death of a scout just this last winter or this last fall to this very same beast that um, the scarred one was chosen as your uh, test. With Whippa's guidance, you track the beast for a day and then a day more. And finally, in the forest copse beyond some thick foliage, the dim morning light outlines a lone bull moose nearly as big as a baby mammoth. The moose casts a wide shadow against the growing and undulating ground. The sound of trickling water off to the west intermingles with the sound of the moose intermittently munching on tender shoots coming up through the thawing frozen tundra ground. Your hunting party stands back almost a hundred feet, lurking in some nearby foliage. This is our prey. We must not startle him. If we do, and he charges, then our only choice is to run or to die. Her solemn, quiet words are met with a snort from Pacano. Uh, his, the young Kellid's face bearing a perpetual arrogant sneer. <laughs> Let's just get him. There's five of us, and Thrawn and I are the two strongest warriors in the clan. <laughs> There's no way some dumb animal is going to possibly stand against the might of the broken tusk. Whippa silences the youth with a wave of her hand. The animal is our superior in strength and size and speed. And she seems to look directly at Pacano, and perhaps in spirit as well. It is only our numbers and our minds that give us an advantage. Before we strike, we must use both if we have any hope of defeating this beast. I will aid where I can, but I am extremely heavy with child. I shall not be, jo <laughs> I shall not be joining you in your fight against the moose. Tricks but on us. She's probably the one that's going to take it down. <laughs> <laughs> but... Know that the spirits of your ancestors are with you. Um, and she kind of looks at Joran, um, whether you want to admit it or not. And the blessings of the tribe go with you. Should you succeed this day, you will be anointed as full members of the Broken Tusk, scouts, an honored position amongst our people, going back until the days of the Age of Darkness. In the Ethgear, before the Sworn, when our people were splintered. Good luck. She kind of takes a step back from her position, um, kind of seeming like she's willing to offer aid. But for the most part, she uh, is quiet 
and is waiting to see what moves you all decide to make. All right. Uh, nearby is a gigantic bull moose. Um, what do you, what do you guys want to do? Um, now we're still in exploration mode. We're not in initiative yet. Um, obviously you guys can try to do things or prepare things, but, um, you know, just be aware that, um, if, you know, again, it's, it's not an issue of stealth. You're just far away from it. It's an animal, but if you get too close or you do something suspicious and you're not stealthy, um, the creature might be startled and we'll roll initiative and then we'll, we'll go from there. All right. What do we got? Well, uh, Breck, you know, immediately steps up to try and take charge of the situation of the group. And he's just gets talking. He's like, all right, I like Pocono's attitude. It's a little foolhardy, but all we have to do is rein it in a little bit. He's right. We are far more capable, but we're going to be smart. Let's fan out around the bushes as far as possible and start shooting. Cause like she said, we don't want to take a charge. Are you guys all as capable with a bow as I? Well, I'm quite capable. At level one, we're all a little bit more than capable, but not <laughs> quite as capable. Whippa uh, Whippa crouches down low. Um, Breck, I appreciate your attitude, but remember, a successful hunt isn't just one that you survive; it's also one that is successful. <laughs> if you begin shooting at the moose, it may break and flee, <sighs> and then. Our, we will return to the camp empty-handed. And the night of blessing, well, that'll, we are, we're already on the ropes. <laughs> the last thing we need are the spirits <laughs> to be angry with us for failing to deliver a sacrifice and a worthy hunt on the night of the green moon. Well, I have an idea. Breck looks directly at Thrawn. <laughs> I, can, no, I think that I've if seen we shoot before and you couldn't hit an apple three feet away. <laughs> <laughs> let's maybe we should stick to our strengths <laughs> such as strength i'll turn to pocket uh, while these uh, other thin bloods may have some ideas i think it might be worthwhile to see them fail first and then we can step in and help afterwards <sighs> Yes. Yes, Thrawn, you and I, uh, you and I have definitely are on the same idea here. These other weaklings are not worthy of being called scouts. He kind of like. Good, boys. <laughs> you stay back with the pregnant woman and uh, Droga and Breck and I will proceed forward to deal with the animal. We had a dog issue there. <laughs> <laughs> The moose um, calling. <laughs> Pocono kind of steps up and gets into uh, Joran's face. Listen here, Southerner. I don't take orders from you. He kind of like I knew he, he, he brought an extra shovel. <laughs> <laughs> Breck steps in between them and he says, "Now, now, no need to be rude. We're all on the same team here." Does anyone we, and, know if this is moose mating season? Uh, you would. There's one way to find out. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> is it is it is it crazy that I actually have something in the adventure that says <laughs> it, it, imitate imitate female moose? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was actually kind of thinking. Excellent. Um, 
I think it's where we have to go now. So I mean, we have. I mean, would that be a nature check? I imagine. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think uh, it could be performance. A, uh, I think it could be performance. <laughs> <laughs> actually, <laughs> uh, I like performance. Um, let the bard okay. take care of this. Uh, yeah, maybe nature, maybe deception. Um, I don't know, but um, yeah. I mean, so again, um. You don't all, obviously you don't all have to do the same thing, but, uh, you know, think about if you were hunting a big bull moose, uh, you mm -hmm. know, what, what, what would you guys want to do? Um, and so kind of like similar to Aaron's campaign, you guys kind of all get like one set of actions to sort of do and try to get. Now, if you want to get closer then let's say one stride, um, mm -hmm. you might have to make a stealth check, um, because if you try to get much closer than that, then the moose might react and it could run away uh, or it could charge you. Right. So, right. um, I think for me, and perhaps Pocono, uh, skirting around to the side so that we can come charging at the moose from the flank when it when it rocks up against Bob's uh, pregnant moose sounds. Uh, <laughs> so uh, probably going to be where we want to start. Who's drawing the Madden uh, like play by play on here? <laughs> uh, I think that I think. I think that would be, I think that would be Thrawn. Is that you, Kev? <laughs> that is not No, me. it's Smith, I uh, think. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So we got, we got the moose mating call going on here, right? Yeah. Where's the moose in? Because mm -hmm. the, the moose wants some, right? And then at that moment, we all strike. Oh, there's a, there's a bear too. It's like right a pincer movement. Here's, here's the bear. The bear is the bait. Yeah. <laughs> We dress, we dress it up, we we dress it up to look like a female moose. So ins no insults, Hunter, like that. I start whittling horns. Whip a whip a whip a nods her head. She's like, mm, very wise. Yes. We stick some branches on its head, right? Yeah. Yeah, we can well, do I guess that. Actually, be a female moose. Do female moose have branches? Uh, yeah, they. Yeah, they uh, in in Galarian, they do. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> yes, it's what an I animal. It doesn't have knowledge, nature, so we're fine. <laughs> Talking enough. There we go. <laughs> that is. Well, I know I can't do an intimidation check against it because my charisma's really. No, this is going to be probably Tim using some kind of performance or me doing nature. I think. Uh, yeah, that, your that nature does. might be a bit higher. So. Yeah, yeah. We, we need my nature's only four. Oh, maybe not. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, my performance is five. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, Whippa sort of kind of nods her head. This seems like a reasonable approach to bring the moose in, but also give some thought to the creature's possible escape. It may, mm -hmm. it may become enraged and decide to fight to the death, which is kind of to our advantage. But mm -hmm. it is also possible that the creature may try to break and flee as soon as it realizes that the ambush is upon it. How Could, deep is that river behind it? Um, it gets pretty deep. Like does, it, does someone have does someone have lore it? rivers? No, oh, I no. took mountain. Are we in the hill cross that, region? <laughs> I literally asked this question. <laughs> are we in the hill cross region? Uh, no, you are not. Oh, okay. Then I do not. So, so that. hill hill cross is the one and only city of the gotcha. uh, mammoth lord people. Gotcha. Um, all right, can we? Well, well, so Smith, I mean, do we all have to be in that area? Because I, I mean, I, I'm a ranger and, and Tim's Tim's no, going to no. be doing. I put you over in the other bush. Mm -hmm. You over over here across the way. We, we got I mean, pings. Kind of you, you could be like here. 
Um, use the pings. Pings should we be could activated. Use, we could use yeah. pings, uh, Smith. Yeah. Well, you want me to be over there? I just didn't know if, if me going over here helps it not escape. It might. I don't know. It's going to trample over you. It, it also might do that. <laughs> well, Whippa uh, kind of leans in and says, especially to you, Droga, she goes, you're forgetting everything that I taught you. How much time did we spend working on snares and traps? Look, I was going to take that signal snare feat, but it made no sense. <laughs> um, that's not a feat, Bob. Uh, it was an item. Sorry. It's just an item. Six, yeah, yeah six I'm not stairs. talking about stupid items like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I get very much the sense she wants us to rely on our own abilities. Um, <laughs> I'm what I'm saying. Are you guys to screw up first? So, well, um, I do like the idea of, of of pulling the moose in, uh, but I just know that I could hit this thing from a pretty good distance. And hypothetically yes. not have to worry about it. Right. But what she's saying is that if you shoot it, there is a chance that the creature is just going to go, I'm out. Oh. Which yeah, is I thought that's why we were it. pulling it in with the moose call. We yeah, but if they're, the if, call. yeah, they're lured, lured in the moose call. They jump in, but in, so it doesn't escape. I'm already on the other side of the escape. Right. But mm -hmm. why wouldn't it like just if, run, run past you? I don't know. Cause I'm like, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> moose. <laughs> Moose are historically afraid of pew 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 pew. <laughs> so, pew pew is definitely like going to making those noises. Not yeah, actually pew, pew pew is definitely going to be this campaign's new map attack. Um, oh. Bob, <laughs> epic dramatic moment. Bob, Droga, what happened? What do you do? Pew pew. <laughs> um, All right. Well, who do we think is best suited to if not get around behind it and cut off its retreat? I kind of crack my shoulders. Dig a pit, a snare trap. wrestler. I kind of crack my shoulders. I can hold it in place. <laughs> that's a bold. That's a bold statement. All right. Well, uh, let's 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 do what you guys are going to do. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Breck is going to move. Going to try to sneak over to where my ping is. Well, so here's the deal. Uh, everybody can move. Um, everybody can move one stride, uh, basically for free. Mm, um, okay. Oh, that's right. One turn's worth of stride, I should say. Oh, okay. So I can't get over here. Um, but uh, if you're going to go, is it difficult terrain through the woods? What's that? Difficult <laughs> yeah. terrain through the woods? <laughs> Not necessarily. Okay. All right. That was one stride. Are Are we going to decorate the bear? Disguise the bear? I well, you, uh, yeah. You attach something to its little its hide uh, sort of armor. It doesn't have. Uh, mechanical armor on more decorative armor um no no barding but uh, all right we stick some branches in it to make it look like <laughs> hunter you know what to do sprinkle some branches on it <laughs> sprinkle, some, sprinkle branches. some branches all right well well the, the 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 bear is currently in the woods so that doesn't work all right all right so, so, so well, i just moved it to where all i didn't right. know where tim was going no, so there we go all right so mm -hmm. uh, oh, it needs to be like just in the bushes so where its head pops out a little bit and it's rustling the bushes oh okay all right all right i got you i got yeah. you all right so yeah, yeah, it's yeah. over here breck is like right yeah. behind it there we go yep, yep, yep. all right roll all right so we've got we've got breck here and then we've got uh hunter and we've got pocono we've got joran in the back we've got thron up front and then we've got the ranger who has moved uh up ahead and yep, then we've nice. got the moose okay and then whippa whippa's back here uh, you know, providing moral support. All right. 
Uh, well, we've got uh, we've got roll for combat in the chat. I so. was just going to wonder if you're going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, here's what we're going to do before we roll initiative. Tim, uh, yes. please make a performance check as you imitate a cow moose. Now, Tim, before you make this check, um, yes, sir. I want you to go ahead and give us your best cow moose impersonation. <laughs> and I will grant you a circumstance bonus or circumstance penalty, uh, depending on how good your uh, cow moose expression is. I'm, I'm turning All right. Ready? All right. <laughs> Don't clip the audio, Tim. All right. Here we go. <laughs> I don't even know what that was. <laughs> Sounds made by people who've never heard of moose. That's what that was. All right. <laughs> checks out. Background. Like they always play in Australia. You know? Yeah, that's all I was thinking. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I think what happened is it the, it the compressor kicked in and it messed up his audio. Um, oh. All right, Tim, I appreciate the I try. To keep it I appreciate the Sorry. I appreciate the try. Tim, go ahead and make a performance check. Here we go. Oh, hey, that's not bad. All right. One. Yeah. All right, it's Tim. The want to mate with you. The moose becomes distracted and begins kind of looking around very interestedly. Um, oh. So for starters, uh, the moose becomes flat-footed. So that, uh, uh, for, for a couple rounds, uh, as it's kind of uh, distracted by the, uh, <laughs> I need to, I'm going to need to turn that off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's only Smith. <laughs> so quick. <laughs> um, the moose becomes flat-footed and begins moving in uh, into the, uh, what we'll call the, the middle of the heart, <laughs> the heart kill zone. Uh, as it starts, as it starts moving in towards your bear, which is sort of uh, yeah. pr pretending to be uh, moving around in the bushes. Um, shaking that booty. Shaking that booty. <laughs> um, and uh, as the creature comes in, you know, those of you who are trained in nature and even those of you who aren't, you guys have lived here long enough. You could tell that the moose is sort of, you know, ready uh, to kind of, he's distracted. He kind of is, he's looking for this uh, cow moose, but he's also sort of like ready to challenge, right? Like to ward oh. off any other potential mates. You know, he's, you see him digging furrows in the ground as he's kind of stomping in. He's being particularly loud. Like he's almost trying to announce his presence um, as he comes in. And then as he closes in, uh, he kind of catches wind, catches sight. None of you are particularly well hidden. And then the moose kind of like, kind of digs its hoofs in and sort of starts making a, a loud guttural, you know, like a bull moose roar as the creature brings its immense, huge rack, huge, huge racks of land. Um, easily, uh, you know, easily three or four feet of, of, of horn on either side of its massive, massive Dang. head. Um, and we are going to roll for combat. All right. Everybody. There we go. Um, <laughs> so let me go ahead and turn everybody's uh, combat status on. I think Tim should use performance for his initiative. I was thinking that as well. <laughs> uh, Tim, totally use your performance for initiative. Yes, absolutely. Um, and it's been a minute since uh, we've played uh, Pathfinder. So, uh, sorry, uh, Foundry. I'm not all, uh, I'm not all super, super into it like you guys. Um, all right, everybody, it should be in the initiative order. So here comes the Moose's initiative. All right, uh, Moose got a, oh, got a pretty low number there. Oh, somebody! Uh oh! <laughs> <laughs> Do we get multiple nat ones? No, it was a one and a two no, in the there. One. All right. Um. So, uh, we've got <laughs> we've got a couple of things of. Oh, I didn't roll for Pacano either. Here we go. Come on, Pacano. Get in there. All right. 
So uh, everybody goes first. So Thrawn, you react first. All right. Um, so eager to get into the throws with this <laughs> moose. Uh, I will um, just immediately charge forward. All right. To here. Uh, I'm looking again to cut it off. That's my job. Yep. So uh, and then I'm going uh, just barehanded. I'm taking a swing. But first, overtaken by my excitement, I rage. There you uh, go. All right. There we are. Yep. All right. So Thrawn bounds in. And remember, his he's an animal uh, barbarian. His uh, spirit animal is ape, which we are kind of flavoring as as a yeti. Um, so, you know, his his gray white hair sort of emerges out from his arms and his chest, his uh, his his arms get, you know, large, his forearms and fists becomes overdeveloped and huge um, as he just basically becomes a big brick brick shithouse. All right. <laughs> um, and okay. my, fir my first strike in ape fisting it right in the backside. Ape oh, fist. yeah. All right. That is a as a 24. And uh, this is the part, uh, Kaz, where I remind mm -hmm. you um, that you uh, can hover over a creature and hit T um, and that'll target it. And that oh. way and that way you'll see little arrows. And no, it, it's fine. I can take a look at the creature's armor class and tell you that you hit. Um, but uh, it'll it'll automatically do the calculation for us Got and it. it'll tell Got you that it. hit. So, um, yep, you hit the creature very. Of course, it's flat footed um, and. Uh, uh, the creature is sort of distracted as you sort of rush in rage. The creature kind of turns almost like preparing to like do like a mating challenge with you. And you just straight punch oh. the moose in the jaw. <laughs> well, um, the moose get the bear right across the right across the, the jaw. All right. Um, and uh, the moose takes 11 points of damage. All right. Moose takes damage, barely injured. Rawr. All right. So Thron, that's your three actions. So you're all done. Uh, that is correct. All right. Next up is Pacano, who moves in, sort of charging in very, very, uh, you know, he kind of like as he sees you, he's like, you won't take all the glory. And he runs in. He like has a spear. He's like, come over here, you stupid beast. And he begins spearing at the uh, at the moose as best as he can. And he is going to roll his uh, spear strike here. Um, and he also, oh, yeah. he also gets a nice. hit. Well struck. All right. Oh man. <laughs> All right. Pacano hits the creature. Um, the creature uh, suffers uh, a good chunk of damage. And as the creature, the moose kind of turns and as it's struck, um, Pacano kind of like grins and the moose kind of bears down on him. And Pacano gives out a shriek and a yell and Almost overwhelmed by it, he takes his third action and actually flees back into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like he came, it's like he came in, he like pulled aggro, you know, like, and then when the, he realized that the creature wasn't gonna attack Thrawn, Pacano was like, uh, uh, and backs off from the moose. <laughs> All right. Next is Droga. All right, we're going to hunt prey. All right. I don't know if it lets me just drag it in or not. I don't I guess know. It doesn't. <laughs> I thought I could just drag it in to let everyone see it, but uh, maybe I have to actually 
uh, get my carousel up. Let us know in the comments or the chat or on the Discord. Is there a good mod that can be used in order for uh, Hunt Prey to be useful? But I don't think it really comes uh, in anything. Okay. Um, well, but uh, it the, is my hunted prey. But you notice, by the way, the moose is being in, like turn its head left and right. It seems a little bit confused. It's still uh, very shook up because of the uh, of the moose mating call. Um, wow. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what's about to happen. All right, Droga. <laughs> All right. Well, I get to recall knowledge. So yep. I'll do a nature check. Yep. Sure do. All right, Bob, you're going for 18. Yep. Oh, not good enough. Well, like every Mon- other time. You've monster, used monster Hunter, Hunter is a mazer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a failure and you don't learn anything extra about the moose. All right. But it is your hunted prey. So what would you like to do next? I'm going to use command animal to uh, com- move my hunter my polar bear okay. companion up and may and I, then it's yeah yes. go ahead. no uh, i was gonna say uh, remember the creature is flat-footed uh, already yep. because of the mm-hmm. uh uh distraction from the prey but normally that would not be a flank bob correct uh i'm actually going for what is called the bear support benefit action okay so basically when i strike it then it gets to uh do 1d8 slashing damage to it do you get the bear support benefit from level one? I that's what's under a bear, right? It's just a regular action. Uh, if it's a nimble or savage, it becomes two d eight. Sure. All right. Um, I thought you only got that when it became mature, but maybe I'm wrong. All right. Uh, I uh-huh. don't know. Anyway. I thought it was. Uh, yep. No, you can support. It's fine. Yep. Sweet. So it's going to move up and then use the beer support benefit. And then I'll try to strike with my uh, longbow. All right. And Mr. Derek, am yes. I not seeing the uh, ribbon at the top for my character? Do you know how to get that up? Nope. Uh, I did not include that because everyone said they hated it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's like my favorite thing. <laughs> All right. Well, we're just going to strike. You can. No. Uh, you hit. Oh my gosh. Barely. So damage roll pew. Uh, six damage. Got it. But I get to do one D eight slashing with my bear. Uh, I accidentally hunted your bear there. I I did the damage to your bear. My bad. All right. Um, so, uh, the, Moose will take six points of damage from your arrow, and then it'll take five points of damage slashing from the bear. Boom, boom. Nice. All right. Um, the creature is uh, looking very, very distraught, but, you know, it, it, everything has happened so quickly. So it turns towards Thrawn, and due to uh, it feeling challenged by the, uh, the uh, uh, performance of the fighter, uh, it is going to spend its first action to intimidate him. Uh, using demoralize oh. as it uh, bellows down and brrr, uh, versus your will DC, Kaz. Okay. Uh, I got a 24 versus your will DC, Kaz. Your will DC is 16. 16. Um, yeah, so you are not critically uh, affected, but you are frightened uh, as the, the bull moose sort of basically lowers its antlers in front of you, and then it's going to spend its ac- next action to antler you. And here comes the big antler as it smashes you in the face with its antler. And that is a 28. That is a critical hit. 
All right. Oh, boy. Here comes the damage. 20 points <laughs> of damage. What do you oh. have? Oh. Jeez. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, you had four temp uh, from your... Uh, from your, your uh, yes, sir. Um, as the creature sort of bellows down again, you stepped up. It's going to then raise up its hoof and smash you with it. Oh no! <laughs> this is a map. No. This oh, is a map attack. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, that is wow. the that is the moose's turn. Who would have uh, thought? Breck, um, you almost see Thrawn, who's like one of the toughest SOBs that you know. Uh, he comes in there. The moose is kind of getting shot at. And then with one massive like swipe of its huge head, the antler just crushes into Thrawn, almost bring it. By the way, 20 damage, I think, would have dropped everybody else to dying, too, in the entire party. So only Thrawn could take that hit. Um, oh. <laughs> oh man! Brett yells out, "Let's go!" And he just charges out, six foot seven, two twenty, pure muscle, just running out of the bushes at this moose. Okay, if it were any other creature, it would have just fled. And then, as he's running, he brings a wide right swing with two axes into the creature's flank, doing a double. Nice. Save. So here is the battle axe. And the agile bone mm. hatchet. Well, twelve isn't going to do it, but a twenty. I forgot to target. That's that, Sorry. which is unfortunate because then you would have learned that the twenty-six Tim was a critical hit. Oh. Um, oh. Hatchet right. still eighteen. Eight, eighteen wow. damage. Well, so that should, that should at, almost knock it out. As the creature, Ooh. as the creature comes in and begins you know, crushing into Thrawn. The creature rears up on its rear hooves. It's, you know, massive hooves dancing in the air. One comes down, almost smashing Thrawn into the ground. And then the creature prepares to sort of like use its horns to sort of dig into him and sort of drag him around and sort of mortar and pestle him. And then Breck emerges from behind in the bushes and with a careful flurry of strikes, hack, hack. And the creature takes 18 damage from a critical hit from the uh, 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 hatchet. A stone hatchet yep. and the, the creature hatchet. is dead. Yeah. Boom. And slash. <laughs> All right. Great job, everybody. <laughs> Pocono, way to make room for the flank. <laughs> Thrawn, way to survive. That was amazing. <laughs> and I'm thoroughly impressed. Jordan, you might want to get in there. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Uh, yeah. Hey, old man. I think yeah. we need you. <laughs> the, the old man will uh, walk over Thrawn. Yeah, it, it took a liking to you, all right. How you feeling there, son? Uh, I feel like it's mating season all over again. Oh, I, I think it mated with you, all right. Why don't you, why don't you take a sit down? Let's, uh, let me take a look at that. I'm still a little dazed. Normally, I wouldn't be, like, super friendly, but I'm, I'm, I've just gotten rocked into the ground. So, Jordan helps him gently to sit down on a nearby rock. Uh, Pocono sort of emerges cautiously from the bushes. Uh, did you see that strike I landed on the beast? <laughs> I, I, the, I left a gr such a vicious wound. It was a good thing that you all were able to take advantage of it. Christ, you saw it from all the way back there. <laughs> it's called ah! it's called strike and move tactics. Those of us who don't have one foot in the grave tend to use them to our advantage, old man. Huh. That must be why he's not going to make it as far as I did. 
<laughs> well, All if right. I if I look at the wound, I ignore the boy. How bad is this wound? Um, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not it, in great shape. It would have killed. It would have killed any other man. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Um. All right. Joran gets a little bit more serious for a moment as he takes his hands and places them on the dazed barbarian over the wound. Lady of Light, bless your servant, heal him. He has fought violently this day and has done as you have asked in service to you. Do not let him pass from this world. Do not let him succumb to these wounds. Kill his wounds, O Dawnflower. Let his passion burn to bring you joy to fulfill your will. All right. That's sweet. Out of combat, heal. Healing hands. All right. Uh, you're healed 11. So you're healed for basically about half. So um, pretty shook up. Uh, the frightened, mm -hmm. the frightened effect uh, does fail, uh, fall off you there, Kaz. So if you want to take that off too, you can take that off. Um, nice. And Jordan will continue to pray over it. See if there's something else pressing. Yep. That's, that's fine. Oh, there you go. Wow. 15. Woo. There you go. Oh, all right. So, oh, basically uh, almost, almost as much on that one as the crit did. <laughs> um, I, I look, I look to Jordan and, and I, I, I give him a little bit of the the upward head tilt, like, okay. Uh, Whippa look, looks. The power is not mine. I am a frail old man, as you have suspected. <laughs> Whippa sort of comes forward cautiously. <clears throat> mighty, my young cubs, my mighty calves, you have accomplished a great, great hunt this day. Together, you have taken out the scarred one who has slain not only a member of our following, but has proven itself an elusive prey, a worthy prey. Come, let me show you the ways of how we may honor this animal's life and its spirit. I will show you how we may butcher this animal in such a way that its death will bring life and that its spirit will bring us strength. Thank the land for the gift it has given us. Whippa is really interested in this too. He's he wants to definitely be like right behind her for this. All right, sounds good, Bob. All right, so um, Whippa begins moving with expert care and precision, and to no one's surprise, Pacano uh, is perhaps not really super interested. Uh, Thron, <laughs> what about you? This is one of our culture's like features, right? Like respect for the land. And I'm sure grandfather is also one who speaks regularly about this. So even though the, the glory of battle is there for me, the, the, the ceremony surrounding taking the animal's spirit in, I'm definitely there. Pocado kind of comes over to you as you're sort of paying attention and he looks at you and he goes, we are hunters, not butchers. Come, let us see if there is more challenging game afoot. It's not often that we get this far away. This is a chance for us to prove ourselves. Come, brother. Join me. Sister's teeth, Pocono. Respect <laughs> the land. <laughs> we did. We showed who is the master of this realm. Is that not why Sister Cinder blessed us? Is that not why we are given the strength of our people? So that we can have domination over these beasts? They feed us. They clothe us. We wear them as armor, as weapons. They are our tools to do with as we please. Such is the gift of man. 
They are also our lifeblood. We <sighs> must respect the nature of this area or we would disturb it and have no- Do not speak to me. Do not speak to me of our traditions, <sighs> Breck. We all know of, of your- of your family and your heritage. You would have Just, us, you would have us reading newspapers and, and going to, <laughs> going, uh, riding hover cars and doing, and having, and, and having guns hang, hanging from us on ropes. Are you having a fit, Pacano? What are these things you speak of? I'm talking, I'm talking I of- I speak of inclusion and you speak of flying machines? <laughs> yes, I am talking about those crazy, weak, decadent Southerners. The type of people that your family, your mother and father, were so happy to rub shoulders with. Tell me, how many times have you been to Hillcross? I could tell you how many times I've been. How many times any proper Kellid has been? Zero. I, you know, I had much knowledge. <laughs> kind of do the warriors like embrace of pocket on his forearms for a moment. Grandfather wants you to lead our people in all ways, not just dominating the land. <laughs> the spirit is just as important as this physical well-being. <laughs> Show us, lead us here. Yes. My grand great grandfather, <clears throat> over 100 of our passings of winter. And look what has happened to our tribe, to our clan. Tell me, we aren't even that young, or we aren't even that old. But I hear the rumblings from the, from the gray hairs. Each spring comes later, each winter comes sooner. <laughs> the, the old ways? <laughs> oh. Some lot of good they've done that. The spirit of these lands, they seem to be disgusted with us. Well, perhaps that's because of people with your attitude who seek to only use. Or maybe it's because of clinging to outdated beliefs or turning to weak Southerners. He kind of casts a sidelong glance at Joran to bring in strength to our people. Better be careful that weak summoner may save your life one day. Southerner. <laughs> Southerner. <laughs> Summoner. Idolon, Idolon, go. Conjuration. Well, have good, have have fun being butchers and pack and pack pack animals. I'll see you all back at camp. And Pacano leaves. <sighs> Such a misguided soul. Whippa, kind of, uh, you know, as she's pulling out of her variety of tools, she says. He is the future of our following. Mm -hmm. And that is bleak. We'll see. She kind of, kind of winces for a moment and kind of rubs her stomach. Whew. Any day now. Boy, life sure is tough here in the realm, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Could you just finish up with the cutting lady? <laughs> um, Let's... Let's bring our hunt back to the tribe. Yes. All right. Well, this deed done. Yes, she begins instructing you on the proper way to butcher this carcass. Keep in mind, this is a full bull moose from the realm of the mammoth lords. So this thing is easily 10 feet at the shoulder, right? Like this thing is like the size of a car. So even with your help under Whippa's careful guidance, it takes mm. you more than several hours to butcher the carcass removing the hide and the organs carefully, segmenting the skeleton, carving out the meat, 
leaving nothing to waste. All of it must be taken to camp. Nothing is left to rot or waste. I hook up the antlers to Hunter. Here's some real horns for you. <laughs> you can drag <laughs> these back to you could drag these back to camp. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, since all of you sort of uh, participated in this sort of training, um, you all will gain uh, a skill feat. Oh, wow. Oh, sick. Yeah, it's called All of the Animal. Um, <laughs> so uh, it is a, a bonus skill feat that you guys gain. Got it. One of the nice things about skill feats not being that powerful is uh, it's, uh, wow, it's easy to just to hand them out. Yeah. Every encounter, you get a new skill feat. Mm. All right. So it's what's that? uncommon well yeah i think it's because it's from the ap it's from this ap very nice actually this ap is pretty cool it has like uh like eight or nine um like kind of special unique skill feats um that's a cool feat yeah it's, it's kind of interesting um all right with that yeah, that's that's you, pretty cool you guys return to camp that's interesting because i have forager as well as a as a feat you're really good at surviving yeah. in the wild so <laughs> i can really it's same same as me Cass. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm like yeah this is like just a bonus <laughs> it's a bonus bonus all right bonus bonus. so um it takes you a day laden and burdened with sort of makeshift um uh sleds and sledges to sort of carry uh the, the moose carcass back to the uh, broken tusk encampment. And uh, the morning after the moose hunt is crisp and cool, and the broken tusk camp bustles with activities as followers separate into distinct groups to take care of all of the things that take place at a, a broken, at, at a Kellid camp. Um, some are starting spot fires to prepare food, uh, including um, beginning to cook uh, some of the meat that you brought back uh, just this morning. So already they're gonna begin using it to sort of feed and um, and prepare great fe feasts for the coming uh, festival of the green moon. Um, others depart, as so many do, to both try to uh, manage and take care of the herd, as well as to forage, especially since the spring is about dawn, uh, new shoots and small herbs and roots sort of growing. So everybody's really excited. Um, so uh, while everyone gets about their business, um, you are in herd that... Uh, Grandfather uh, Iwa, as well as uh, Letsua, who is uh, another uh, mammoth lord elder, one of the leaders of one of the houses, uh, wish. Be right back. I'm sorry. Yeah, no problem. Wish to speak to you, um, and uh, uh, kind of, uh, they have some special tasks for you. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, keep them waiting, lads. <laughs> you guys have a few busy days in front of you now. That you're going to be scouts. Grand grandfather, it's always good to sit at his feet and learn something new. Exactly. Um, and so uh, here we go. Here uh, we got. So how that, about you, Trevor? How are you feeling? Now that you're about to be a scout. About so, to be. I thought we were full fledged after this. Um, <laughs> but there has to be a ceremony, of course. It's the broken tusk. There's always a ceremony. Uh, me and Hunter were born for this. This is just the next stepping stone on our our path to the following and making us rise out of prominent or I guess bleakness. <laughs> bleak, bleak, bleakness, says a, a voice gravelly and worn 
as Grandfather Iowa sort of hobbles up to your group, his voice like rocks tumbling down a, a hill. <laughs> Bleakness, huh? So young and eager to get on with the business of managing uh, the clan. <laughs> um, young mammoth lord indeed, young Drogo. <laughs> Still, uh, I must say, Whippa has said very good things to me, very good things about your scout training. She said that you may make good mammoth lords yourself someday if you keep to your studies and mind your ancestors. <laughs> Let us hope so. Master Joran. Respect. Respect. <laughs> Master Joran, it is good to see you. I walk. The one man I can call old man. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I must tell you, if you uh, think that these folk will take to their studies, I should warn you that their blood runs quite hot. It will be some time before it cools enough for them to appreciate the wisdom of the But... <laughs> There was much promise today, much promise, much bravery. Well, Sisters, most please. Well, if Joran of Mendev speaks quietly of the three of you, then, uh, well, so much the better. Arriving a few minutes after you, Pacano comes up um, and kind of pushes past you and embraces his grandfather in sort of like a hug and the grandfather sort of great grandfather uh kind of puts his arms around it pakano says great grandfather we are we have honored the tribe we have slewn the slain one the scarred one we've slewn the slain one we have we have slain the scarred one we have brought back its hide its meat for the betterment of our people i do this in honor of you <clears throat> Good, good lad, uh, but do not do it for my honor. I've had enough. Uh, do it for your people, Pacano, as I have always said. Still, uh, there is much to be rejoicing for. The green moon rises in three nights hence, and we have a great celebratory hunt preparing our way. The rest of the followings are, are busy, but there are... Uh, uh, Three tasks that I would ask you to accomplish before the light of the green moon will mark you all as true broken tusks. So, if you would indulge me, I would ask that our newfound scouts help us in this manner. That's the light will help. Three things exactly, says Letsua as he steps forward. Uh, almost as tall as Breck, Letsua, who has a touch of elven blood, uh, steps forward. And um, let me see if I have a picture of Letsua. I do. Um, Letsua steps forward. <sighs> there are three things that need to be accomplished and it has fallen to you in order to accomplish these tasks. First, the ritual site at Rockloom must be maintained. It must be secured, cleared, and scouted. The primary role of the scout is to make sure to be a, a sacrifice, if need be, for the betterment of the following. My whole life for this. <laughs> I, I will kind of... Stops in. Let's uh, 
speaks truly, but uh, remember, it has been many, many moons. Most of you were probably still children the last time that we were at Rockloom, but it is one of our most holy sites, and uh, it has been some many seasons since we have been there. But the ancestors call to me. They say, honor us. And with the success of your hunt and with a, a promise, a change in the air, I believe that the time has come that we make our way there to celebrate the night of Green Moon as our ancestors did and as they would have us do again. Still, it has been many years since we have been there and it would be a good idea for the four, five of you, including Pacano, um, to check it out. Let's see says, I don't expect there to be too much trouble, but you can never be too sure in these lands. Uh, remind, remember, um, it is a holy place, and any animals that are there are probably there due to the same spiritual resonance that brings and calls to us. You are not there to hunt, merely to observe and make sure there is no danger to the tribe. Is this understood? Yes. Mm. Good. That is the first task. The second task is... I would have you carry, he motions, to the ceremonial vessels to the Gornok River and fill them with, from its sacred waters and return them for our blessings and our rituals. Pacano like rolls his eyes back in his head as he's like, you want us to fetch water? I want you to complete the ritual as it was ordained by our ancestors. I, I turned to Pacano. I could carry some urns quite easily. <laughs> Pacano just, just shakes his head. Young men. <laughs> oh, it's all right, young Pacano. Not everyone is up to the task. I'll carry your share because you're part of the team. Is there no one else that could be doing this? Is there no hunt that we should be proceeding on? Is there no uh, greater task, greater challenge? <sighs> Let's, All challenges are just as equally great for the tribe, Hakano. You believe that strength is for the strong, but no, our strength is for the weak. Let me let me actually bring up Pacano here. I got it. I got it. Even looks. Oh. Even looks. Oh, even looks. See a little. <laughs> is a little like <laughs> ah, this guy. This, this guy. Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> um. When I was a lad, I had five dozen eggs. Yeah, it looks like a stomp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Iowa says, lastly, there is a, a difficult task, uh, maybe something that hopefully Droga can help you with. Whippa has begun uh, uh, to have her first set of movements. She cannot take this, but there is an opportunity that we cannot, uh, we cannot risk to avoid. Uh, sorry, we cannot afford to lose. This has nothing to do with the ceremony, but um, nearby, there's a, there's a, there's a, let's see what kind of stops in. We've found a nearby uh, small group of tapirs, hooved animals, kind of like weird ant ear type creatures. They're real, but they're also here too. Um, these uh, are important to join our herd. You see, the tapirs uh, will naturally run towards any source of water and much faster than our mammoths. If something was waiting in the water, say a massive beast, a water creature, an alligator, or something even more foul, 
the tapirs would get killed first before our mammoths. <laughs> um, like a listen, um, shield is an effective tactic. Uh, yeah. You know, he says, um, "All we, creatures must eat." Yes, he says, <laughs> "Tapirs are plentiful. Mammoths are not. Broken tusks are certainly not. If the mammoths were to ever be." I doubt they would ever truly be harmed by such a creature or such an attack from the water, but they could be mm -hmm. frightened. And that's even more scary because the last thing that the broken tusks need is a stampede. But um, I would ask that you try to uh, domesticate the tapirs if you can, or uh, trap them and capture them and take them by force if you must. And we could try to work them into our herd some other way. Um, if you are going to go after the tapirs, I recommend taking Imic with you. And you kind of, kind of, uh, you know, you have a little bit of like a uh, sort of a, uh, I don't know what to say. Uh, maybe you tell me what your, your reaction is. Imic is a little girl. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, okay. but squirrel girl, but, uh, Pines, porcupines. But, Where'd you get squirrels from brother? Oh, that's just, oh, I was have making you seen reference. animals before? <laughs> Do you know what a squirrel is? I was making a reference. Think to Perhaps we would be better served to teach Hunter yet another mating call yeah. um, rather than bringing a little girl on a hunt. Well, um, it is known throughout the following that Imic is um, a precocious, young, probably like, you know, 10-year-old girl. But it seems basically that she can essentially, she could talk to animals, right? She's just yeah, she's like- an Animal whisperer. Yeah, she's basically an animal whisperer. So, um, um, and, uh, you know- uh, it's up to you if you take her with you, uh, but she could help you potentially in your task. So you have three days. I don't, That's I don't particularly care what order you can take the, or tackle them in, but I would appreciate it if you could try to get all three done before the night of green moon. The sacred water must be recovered. Rockloom should definitely be scouted. And if you could manage as our would-be pseudo new scouts capture the tapirs, that would be most helpful. I think as our first action as a scout, scouting should be the first thing we do. Why don't we scout our ancient burial grounds and clear the way? Uh, to be, to uh, well, be, don't we have to carry the water to the ancient burial grounds? No, you have to bring the water back here. Okay. Basically, each time you're just coming <clears throat> back here, you're not going to carry the water around for three days. That's not... The water <laughs> should certainly be our priority because it, it is the absolutely necessary ingredient yeah but That's, i feel like we should find these tapirs first because if there's something in the water we're about to go get they'll find it first so we should get the tapir well tapirs the ta before uh, water well, the tapirs won't be coming with you you're not going with the whole herd to the river right right i don't know why we wouldn't take it a tapir with us check out the water because they're a valuable the, resource the, the tapirs the herd the tapirs aren't the tapir the iowa kind of looks at you he goes young droga you are young <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to, he, he kind of looks at Joran and sort of nods his head. He goes, it's important that we have this conversation. <laughs> you are this following's tapirs. Uh, <laughs> that is what the scout team is. <laughs> does, does this make sense? You are wise. <laughs> Aaron Yeager would be disappointed. <laughs> um, sorry, I was just typing something in chat. Um, 
it is an honorable task, a noble task, but it is ultimately a dangerous one. Many scouts do not live long. Whippa is close to her 50th year, and she is one of the best that we have ever had. But even her husband, Wehotan, who is also very good, just left us just a few short weeks ago. The life that the three of you have been called to is certain to test. Life in the realm is beautiful, but it can be brutal as well. You will be asked to put yourself into danger, to take risks that the following could never afford to take, to deal with the challenges that we are incapable of dealing with, and if need be, to lay down your life that the following may survive. Remember this, for in three days' time hence, at the night of the green moon, at ancient rock loom, you will be formally inducted into this life and will be expected to serve your following unto death. Good. Then go. You have three days. I know, I know that you've been out for a few days. Uh, take provisions as you need them. See to that you get what you uh, require. Perhaps a healing kit. And, uh, <laughs> and I, would, I would hope that you would make for either Rock Loom, the, the Tapir Grove, or the river by morning light. Uh, gentlemen, if you'll excuse me, Joran, may I have a word with you? Of course. See you later, old man. I'll get you later, son. <laughs> Lads, good work today. Good I'll work. go and uh, share like a drink with with Panaku. <laughs> uh, Pacano, Pacano, Pacano. Sorry, that's fine. It's all right. First, first session. Weird names. No. It's gonna take a while. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll have like a list somewhere here you know, where it shows everybody's thing. Now, Breck is gonna go make sure that some of the uh, moose spoils make it to you know, the weak and the elderly and hungry. Oh, well, the following's pretty good. I mean, they're, they're very... Well, I mean, just mean, if he's leaving, he goes and helps. Tim's getting so pissed of stuff. in utopian societies where everything's fine. Got it. Yes. <laughs> right, they have nothing, and so it's split up evenly. Um, right. right. <laughs> well, I'm trying to be a part of that. That's why. Everyone gets nothing. <laughs> Some people are clearly oh. not trying to be a part of that, so that's, that's why I'm making a point to be part of it. <laughs> Joy. Oh, okay offer him some uh some wine for my skin <laughs> you always have the best stuff <laughs> yeah, they don't make it up here like they do down south say what you will about them weak southerners weak southerners strong drink perhaps the two things go hand in hand i would agree with that ah <laughs> uh, uh, yes the consumption is taking me too uh <laughs> Joran of Mendev, I would speak with you. In three days' time, we will indoctrinate these four young lads into the life of scouts. The tribe could do worse. It has been 20 years, Joran of Mendev. It is my intention to give you a pendant as well. That's not necessary. 
It may not be necessary, but the spirits and the ancestors demand it. You speak for Sister Cinder now. You did not come here by chance. You were called. And there are only two types of people in this land. Those that listen to the spirits and dead. There's not much difference between myself and the dead. <laughs> spoken like spoken like a man that is on a mission from God. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot speak to what the sister's plans for me are. She never did bother to share them with me. As such is the way of the gods. It is not for us to question their design. It is for us to listen and to do as best as we can. I could feel it 101 years on these plains. I feel like I can see my ancestors with my waking eyes. Perhaps it is a sign that I am soon to join them. But in the meantime, it means that I can listen and hear them more clearly than I ever have. And they are, oh. tell they are telling me something. They are telling me that something is coming. I suppose when you're as close to the door as you are, it's quite easy to hear through it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Something's always coming, my old friend. There is always something new, something horrible, something good sometimes. This is different. This is different. Uh, I... I do not wish to share more with you now, but I will say this. Your Whippa will have her child soon. And with the death of her husband, well, let's just say that there's always time to fix mistakes. There's always time for second chances. To live as long as you have to get that perspective. I suppose it would be a blessing in its own way. Oh, if you had the kind of arthritis I had, you'd say it's a curse. <laughs> That's why you need to get some strapling use like these three. Well, I guess the fourth one isn't that bad either, but. Pacano. Pacano is uh, headstrong, intemperate. He'll learn. They all learn. I wish he was more like his friend Thrawn. Strong, dedicated, uh, a little crazy, but I, uh, I must ask you another thing. As you, as you know, Thrawn carries within him the spirit of the Berserker. Does of, he understand what that means for him? I do not know, but you have seen it with your own eyes. You know what could happen to him. His strength, like that of the mammoth, is unparalleled. But just like our mammoths, if allowed to run unchecked, should fear and anger, doubt, confusion take hold in his mind, well, then like the stampede of the mammoth, it could very well be this following's demise. He has a good heart, temperance. He has learned balance and control and does not have the arrogance of his brother. Not yet, at least. Well, good. But I would ask that you keep an eye on him, too. 
if possible. Uh, he, uh, he could, he could be a mighty mammoth lord someday. I will do as you ask. Thank you for the drink, my friend. I, uh, I look forward to speaking with you again. I enjoy your trip out into the wilds. I know you do enjoy getting some alone time, even if it is going to be with these, uh, youths. Ah, we find be nice. So fetch me some water. After all, I am the old man. <laughs> indeed, indeed. See you in three days, my friends. He extends his hand out to you, grasping your forearm in the way of the broken tusks, in the way of the colored people. Three days. And then a new beginning. He kind of raises the last of his drink to new beginnings. All right. And with that, uh, he uh, retires to his tent. And Joran, you, you prepare to make your preparations. Yeah, and, like and, a mighty killer's kid. Yeah. <laughs> and we are going to end it there um, as we oh. come up on nine o'clock. So um, we, uh, so it seems like a pretty good stopping spot. So we are going to go ahead. Short sesh, short sesh. Uh, well, nine o'clock is our usual stopping time. So, uh, uh, you know. I thought we ran until 10. Um, we usually do. But um, in this case, uh, we ending at a really good spot. Um, and, uh, uh, this is kind of a, a good spot to end. Well, and I think we should, as a party discuss what we would like to go for first next it's time. True. Yeah. Uh, are we going to go for task one, two or three? Um, uh, well, the other thing, yeah. So the other thing I want to do here at the end, and another reason I kind of wanted to end it, uh, 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 uh end the session early, um, oh. is I kind of want to go around. I think uh, this is kind of important for people at home. It's kind of important for, uh, for people at, uh, to, to observe this as well. So session one uh, has occurred and you guys have gotten a chance to sort of see um, some of the things that are going on inside of the, the campaign. And rather than start off the campaign with just a bunch of questions, um, do you guys have any uh, questions or, um, you know, metagame stuff that we can ask and we can talk about uh, things that we can sort of clear up because now that you've had an opportunity to meet some of these people, deal with some of these things. Um, I think it's important as an example for people at home uh, that we, you know, sort of showcase these sort of elements. Still not allowed to use strength for intimidate. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's, a, I know I, I, so Kaz, I think that's a really, I think that's a really cool, uh, a, a great example and a point and sort of kind of provide context for people at home. Um, mm -hmm. Kaz uh, originally took raging intimidation for his barbarian uh, because he kind of thought it worked like the way it did in Pathfinder one, where essentially it allowed you to use your strength for intimidation. And um, you know, we thought, I was like, oh, that's, that is such a cool idea. You know, there already are, and if you're familiar with Raging Intimidation for the Barbarian, it's actually a pretty weak feat. Intimidation uses charisma, which barbarians aren't great at, and they can't even use it while they're raging because it has the concentration trait. Uh, so all Raging Intimidation allows you to do is essentially rage, uh, is to be able to do it while you're raging. It doesn't actually give you enough, uh, you know, give you, give you enough uh, bonus or anything like that. And we were pointing out that there are other feats in the game that allow you to like use nature for medicine or the alchemist, uh, the, the chirurgeon has a thing that lets them use craft for medicine. And we're like, why don't they just let the barbarian who takes that feat use athletics for intimidation? Cause that seems way cooler. Um, and I think one of the things that we are going to see that you are going to be able to kind of join us as we go through this journey is, you know, this campaign might take 25, maybe 30 sessions, assuming we don't TPK. Um, and you know, in my home game, 
Uh, I, I, I tend to make a lot of house rules. Um, but, you know, for YouTube and for people at home who really want to see it, um, you know, it's uh, it's a little bit tricky, right? Because if we introduce a lot of house rules, it can get confusing for new viewers. Um, it can be kind of like, well, hey, like it's cool that they're playing this way, but it doesn't really apply apples to apples um, to my campaign because they are using all these house rules. But at the same time, I think part of the great, enjoyment of role-playing games is just that it's making the game your own and exploring and sort of, um, you know, uh, shaping it to your needs. Right. And because it's not a competitive game and you can take that opportunity. So I'm kind of curious, what, how do you guys feel about that, you know, mentality or that ethos? I mean, as long as you, I, I think that there, it's, it's like when you're watching, kind of a sci-fi once once you've established the universe as long as whatever changes that you're making fit within that scope of the universe that you're in i really like them right like it wouldn't make a lot of sense to have you know wisdom be allowable in a or i guess yeah right or intellect like oh it's a particularly witty retort now i'm intimidated doesn't make a lot of sense in this if we were doing some sort of high court Mm. uh thing maybe then um so i i i really like them because maybe i've always been a lot just as a player much more flexible with the rules um i don't like cheating right um because then why are you playing but saying you know strength can be used for intimidate makes a lot of sense in our context we're in a barbarian society so on and so forth so um i think that they're you know in any opportunities where people out there are are exploring changes to their rule set. Do think about the universe that you're in, but I, I, you know, they're fluid systems, right? Um, sure. And I think that that can be leveraged. Sure. I also think it would depend on like what you're doing, like strength being intimidation. Like if you just like smashed that moose, you know, and someone else is watching, they're like, Okay. Right. <laughs> right. Like, right. You kind of you flexed it down on him. It's like, okay, well, I can see the strength being intimidating in that exact context. Right. Exactly. And, um, you know, uh, you know, one thing I, I give this example a lot, but back in our original Rise of Rulers campaign, um, they, uh, you know, uh, there was an intimidating strike from the fighter. All right. Intimidating strike, two actions. If you hit, the enemy's frightened. If you critically hit, they're frightened too. Um, and uh, our fighter used it and crit. And killed the goblin. So it's frightened too and dead. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that was awesome. You come in, you cut its head off in an intimidating strike. Uh, all the other goblins become uh, intimidated, become frightened one. Yep. Now, that's, right. not, that's not how that feat works. <laughs> nope. uh, there is no AOE intimidating strike, you know, uh, uh, feat. And it's definitely not the way that that works. But it just felt like in the moment, so that's cool. awesome. But... There is flourishing that, strike or something, uh, thing. But that is uh, that is tricky because Pathfinder Two, mm. right? You want these decisions that the players are making um, to matter. And if you're, you know, always just kind of throwing everything to the wind and going willy nilly, um, you know, you can kind of lose some of that, you know. Um, so I think it is interesting. It's kind of an interesting thing. Uh, Smith, you have any thoughts? So. I, I got a mixed mind on this, right? Yep. Because I'm also probably the hardest one here that says, don't house roll, right? And, you know, my main reason for that is because, you know, we have 
audience watching. And part of the fun sure. is watching the game and understanding what's going on in the game. And, you know, listen, I think, you know, we, we had some great dialogue today. We had some uh, interesting conversations, people talking, learning about stuff. It was good, right? But this is Pathfinder. People, they're tuning in because they want to see character builds, go out and smash tokens and roll dice, right? Like, <laughs> let's just call it what it is. This isn't a fifth edition channel. It is 5e compatible. Though. Oh, heyo. 5e hey, 5e compatible. You hear it here, folks. It's 5e compatible. Those your views and your money. Okay. Um, <laughs> so so that's 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 where I'm coming from because I you know, obviously you guys know you've all been my players. Right. right. You use house rules we're, all the time. Really house rule yeah. <laughs> you know, we're playing a house rule campaign. Correct. Uh, right. Book full yeah. of house rules. Like, like in principle, that's part of the fun of tabletop role playing games is making it your own. You should do that. Playing just with the core book that is boring, right? Because what do you want to do here, right? You want to make this your personal story, and it's not just like like your story, like you know the story of what's happening, but you know also like the mechanics expressing that, right? right. I have this ability because this thing occurred at the table where I took an action and rolled dice. And everyone's like, oh, that was awesome. You should totally have this thing. And the demon was like, absolutely. And now this happened and it's real. I didn't pick this out of a book. I didn't go find some, some broken feet recommendation, some class build on a website. You know, this happened and it's unique and it's never going to happen again, right? That's a cool thing. That can only happen in games like this. You can't do that in a video game, right? You're not going to see that in in a book or whatever like that it doesn't even make sense right but only mm-hmm. in a medium like this so of course that's awesome it should happen we just got to find that balance right where right. where we can explain that to the people watching yep. and they're like whoa how's the barbarian using that that strength for his rage like you know and again it's a minor thing but what we need to avoid you know i think this happened with the last campaign is just like sure the rules were so complex like you know, like, what is these? What are these hero points doing? Right. What's happening? Yeah, you know, I mean, like, hero points are on a different level. So you know, like, sure. uh, but uh, yeah, like that's my advice. That's my like. I love things like the the Yeti clock, right? That's going to be simple visually to understand. People will get it. You know, it's a great opportunity for us to talk about clocks and how amazing they are because that's right. really our job. And we're not trying to sell five R Dungeon World. Um, <laughs> we're selling clocks. Uh, so it's like things like that. I love right as yeah. long as we. Can, Explain it really well and like naturally lead the audience along with us. I think it's fine. In fact, we should do it. Right. So. I agree. I'm 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 all on board. So, uh, you know that, that that's kind of a kind of a, a, a way that I kind of want to preface this as we sort of you know um, sort of start to find our footing, which is um, you know go on this journey with us. Hopefully, you're watching from the beginning. We're gonna try to you know keep the game Pathfinder two focused, um, but you know. Ultimately, what makes role-playing games a lot of fun is the ability to, to make them your own and to see something say, "Yeah, I can do that. I can do that better, and I can do that in a way that uh, is going to make it's going to make more sense. It's going to be more fun." So, uh, very, very excited to see that. Um, so, before uh, uh, before we uh, close up here, um, I wanted to give a shout out to Grim Black Zero who tipped sixty six dollars and sixty cents. <laughs> a distant echo. Rocks throughout the snows for the forge. 
Oh. <laughs> uh, boom. <laughs> and, oh. and then uh, and then a classic loyal good friend of the show, Combat Medic Bush, also tipped $20. So thank you for that as well. We also picked up a bunch of subscribers. By the way, I saw that. Yeah, sorry. Um, I thought I turned off that sound, but apparently I left that sound on. So when everybody, it wasn't like it was every five seconds, but whenever we were getting a subscriber, um, you were getting a little like boop, boop. <laughs> um, and it was a lot louder than I intended it to be. So I apologize for that. I did. T- I did turn that off as we were going through the middle of it. Um, but um, yeah, so uh, I uh, again, we're cutting this a little bit short. I'm actually not feeling well. Um, mm. So uh, I, I, I'm suddenly really, really hot and I'm sweating and I'm very feeling very ill. Uh, it's the moose. It's the moose heat. <laughs> so here's here's the here's what we're going to do, though. Um, after a call. Uh, or after a show for our patrons who are champion tier or higher, that's our $10 and our $25 champion and hero tiers. Um, they get invited to join our after party and they get to join this zoom call actually, which we keep going. Um, and they get to come in and hang out with us and video chat and speak with us and talk with us about the session and ask questions and get any sort of behind the scenes stuff or talk about stuff that just happened. Um, so it's a really cool perk for being, uh, for being one of our higher tiers in our Patreon. So, um, if you're interested in that, you know, definitely for next time, get involved with that. And also another thing to keep in mind, is we are doing this campaign every other Tuesday. Um, And the reason we're doing that is because we want to make room in our production schedule to do something not that isn't just Pathfinder 2. You know on this channel that we talk a lot about games. You know that we talk about a lot of different types of role-playing games. And uh, we really want to get a chance to showcase that as well. Showcase that as well. And so we're going to be using those time slots to... uh, to help pick up some other games as well. So uh, let us know in the comments below if there's a, a couple that we've talked about on the show that you might be interested. We know we've asked, we've pulled our patrons uh, in the Discord and they've let us know which ones they are interested in. But if you're watching this later and you're not a member of our patron, leave a comment, let us know. Um, so that is going to be that. We're going to go to our, our, our live stream show, but I am going to uh, maybe not be there. Uh, um <laughs> You so, get a cold wash right. rag. Yeah. So, um, Yikes, you know, I want to say uh, it, it's been a hell of a weird live stream. Episode one all the way. Aaron's <laughs> mic. Aaron's mic died. Tim's fire alarm went off. I I might pu- I might puke right here on the screen. Um, oh my goodness. So um, check. Watch Derek puke on the screen. <laughs> a new tip goal. Um, so um, <laughs> Uh, I want to say thank you to everybody who tipped, everybody who who joined in, everybody who super chatted, and uh, everybody who's a member of the Adventurers Alliance, uh, a member, a proud adventurer of the Knights of Last Call for joining the adventure. So uh, thank you so much for all of your amazing support. And to all of our wonderful patrons, squires, knights, champions, and heroes, um, you're definitely the reason this show exists, literally the reason this show exists. Um, so. So if you're not a member of our Patreon and uh, and you want to thank anybody, don't thank us. Thank thank the patrons. They're the reason this sh- this show is happening. So and last but not least, thank you to my players. Thank you guys for showing up um, and uh, thank you for putting together what seemed to be a really cool p- party and and you guys did a great job um, and I look forward to to playing this campaign with you. Yeah, thanks for running again. Same. See everybody in the after party. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you Thursday. I'm assuming I'm not dead for our our normal live stream, but we'll see this show in two weeks. So thanks a lot. And, uh, oh, Steven with a last minute $10 tip, please don't puke. And that puts us, <laughs> and that puts us over $200. So thank you so much, Steven. Really appreciate it. Many blessings from sister Cinder and, uh, we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>